Now, I'm not saying Lamar doesn't have any fault in this situation, and I'm not saying that the contract looming isn't playing a part in uh, him deciding not to play or not risk playing or not play fully 100% healthy. Um, But I think it's a major part in this that's being left out, and that's the organization and the role they've played in this, right? Um, They haven't been loyal to him. So my question to you guys is, like, why is it that it's expected for the players to be loyal to these organizations when the organization has zero expectation to be loyal to them? It's your boy Verse, and this is Open Mic with OTR Mike. Shit, yeah. Yo, yo, what up, good people? It's your boy OTR Mike, and let me be the first to welcome you to a new episode of Open Mic with yours truly. Look, man, this is the show where the mic is open for any discussion, no matter what it is, who it is, or where it is. Let me start the show by always thanking you for being here, continuing to be here, continuing to show your support. I really, really appreciate it more than you know. So that's why I always take the time to begin the show to let you know how much I appreciate you guys. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of y'all say I lie. I'm, I probably think I'm lying when I say this at the beginning of every show as well, that I won't be here before you long. And look, I'm not. Because look, I'm going to tell you, this is the second time I recorded this episode. That's right. All my other podcasters other YouTubers, they know all about this. Having technical difficulties, thinking you had something recorded, and it didn't work out the way you would have liked. Or the audio didn't work. Or the video was messed up. Or something along those lines. So yeah, I am here before you. Let me look at my phone right now. It is 426 a.m. Yeah, because I love you guys that much that I'm here to get this episode in so I can give you all this good work. You know what I'm saying? So bear with me because I'm a little tired. Um, You know, been a long day, but I got to get this done. Got to get this done for y'all. So um, but anyway, I'm going to try to be quick uh, just because it's hard to redo these things, man. And uh, like I said, I want to be in bed. I got a three-year-old son who will probably be up in the next couple hours and waking me up saying that he want orange juice or something. And he's not one to take hold on for an answer. When he wanted his orange juice, he wanted then. So, yeah, it's going to be one of those type of days for me. But anyway, I got a topic, man, that's just been bugging me uh, lately. Um you know, as you can see, those watching on YouTube, you can see I have a Ravens hat on. I have a Ravens sweatshirt on, if you can see. Um, so, obviously, you know, I am a Ravens fan. And, uh, yeah, we had a playoff game Sunday night uh, that we lost 
tough loss. Um, team play hard, but yeah, tough loss. Um, we had a few people, uh, one in particular missing uh, by the name of Lamar Jackson, who if he played probably might have had a different outcome, but he is injured right now and he couldn't play. So I would like to discuss Mr. Jackson and his situation. And if you don't know his situation, you've probably been under a rock uh, because even if you're not into sports like that, it's been all over, especially the local media, but it's been on the four letter uh, news cycles. It's not one show on ESPN or Fox that doesn't have a segment about Lamar Jackson. And partly what's going on is um, obviously he's up for a contract extension. Uh, he and the team was, were not able to come to terms to get one done before the season. And um, he also got injured about six weeks ago. Um, he has what they call a PCL strain, I believe. Uh, like I said, it's 430 in the morning, so um, don't hold that against me. But um, I think it is a PCL strain. If not, then you know what it is. Shoot. But um, and that's the type of injury. It's a knee injury. It's a type of injury that has different grades, right? So he has a it's initially reported that he has a grade two PCL sprain, strain, sprain, whatever they want to call it. Um, and initial timetable was about three to four weeks that the team announced. Uh Lamar came out and said Otherwise, he had a tweet the other day that said, you know, thanking everybody for their support and their care. And um, he has a high grade two sprain or strain and that, um, you know, is damn near a grade three, which by all accounts means that there's some tearing there. He's dealing with some swelling, you know, all in all of that, you know stuff they deal with when you got the major knee injury. Um, so, of course, he was not able to play in last night's playoff game. And people are saying, or starting this narrative, that he made a business decision, right? Because he doesn't have any, a contract, long-term contract. So why would he risk playing um, on a hurt knee where he's not 100%. There's some people that are saying that he could play. All he has to do is throw a brace on it, you know, those type things. Um, So that's the narrative surrounding this young this young man, and I, and I wanted to discuss it because it's just getting on my nerves. First of all, I am not a Ravens YouTuber. I want to say that. I just played one on TV on Monday sometime on Sip to Tally Films on the Ravens uh, Roundtable. We do that every Monday at 9 p.m., so guess what today is? Monday. So it's your lucky day. 9 p.m. Eastern. Tune in to Sip to Tally Films on YouTube. My man, Coach Evans, his show, um, he invited us all on. And, man, we 
been rocking all season, man, and it's a great thing. Let me explain how this happened real quick. See, then this is why my shows go longer than they're supposed to because I digress and I just get off topic. But anyway, I was on my man Hendo, who is the host of Ravens Online Ungatekeepers, um, another Ravens YouTuber who's killing it. Uh, I was on his show, and we were discussing, this was before the season started, we were discussing the Ravens wide receivers. And Hendo and I were of the opinion that they would be how they are now. Terrible. But you had some fans, uh, Coach Evans being one that was optimistic that this group could possibly be good. So, you know, he didn't agree with our opinion. Um, You know, we didn't agree with his, but it was respectable, of course. And uh, he reached out and was like, hey, man, I would like to have y'all come on, man, and let's, let's discuss this stuff further. And um, that turned into the Ravens Roundtable, which is myself, Coach Evans um, of Sip Through Tally Films. Um, make sure you go follow my man Chris Just Joking, uh, co-host of uh, Deep Cover Podcast, another Ravens in Sports Space Podcast. Um, Hendo, as I just said, of Ravens Online Ungatekeepers. Uh, Jose and Brodney, you know those guys. They are co-hosts with me on Ring Kings Podcast, but they also host Lunch Break Hot Take, uh, Ravens, Panthers Podcast, and myself. And I think I already said that. But anyway, um, and it's a beautiful thing, man. We've been doing it all season long. Uh, tonight, <laughs> I would say tonight because it's Monday right now as I'm recording this, Monday morning. Um, this will be the last one of the active season for the Ravens. Since they lost, they won't be moving on. So, uh, but we plan to keep it going. I think we're going to keep it going, man. It's going to be plenty to talk about uh, this offseason. So I think we'll keep rocking and rolling. So it's, it's a dope thing, man. Um, six men of color, uh, you know, showing that you can work together, man, and have different opinions and, and respect it, man. We don't never bump heads, man. We just all got a lot of respect for each other. So shout out to the crew. Uh, we're going to kill it tonight, as I said before. But anyway, let's get back to the topic. So, um, like I said, Lamar Jackson uh, did not play. And there's people who are saying that the contract um, situation is driving him not playing. And because of that, um, there's this narrative um, being placed on him as a quitter him not being loyal him not being a team player um all of the above and first i want to say like he just doesn't he doesn't strike me as that type of uh person and he if i feel like if it was contract based um then he would have held out the beginning of the season like why play at all and you ain't got a long-term contract if it was contract. I feel like if he was healthy enough, he would play. But unfortunately, man, we got armchair quarterbacks, people on these on these networks um, that, that have been calling them out and saying um, one in particular that I was disappointed with, Michael Vick coming out saying, man, he just needs to throw a brace on it and play. 
um, and that he played with the same injury. Um, leaving out the fact that that was his worst year. He had, like you look at his stats. He had, that he had a horrible year that year that he say he played with that injury. Um, but I just think it was out of pocket, you know, for him to even mention, you know, telling another man what he should do with his body and what decisions he should make for the benefit of him. Now, I'm not saying Lamar doesn't have any fault in this situation, and I'm not saying that the contract looming isn't playing a part in uh, him deciding not to play or not risk playing or not play fully 100% healthy. Um, But I think it's a major part in this that's being left out, and that's the organization and the role they've played in this, right? Um, They haven't been loyal to him. So my question to you guys is, like, why is it that it's expected for the players to be loyal to these organizations when the organization has zero expectation to be loyal to them? Why, Why aren't we holding the organization accountable for their side and their role in this? I just don't get it. I mean, the fan base is really siding with, you know, the billionaires. Now, don't get me wrong. These players are millionaires. <laughs> but the billionaires who are driving this league, the fans seem to side with them in these situations. And it's just it's just odd to me. Um, you know, I feel like all of this could have been avoided. Simple fix, right? All this could have been voided with the contract extension. And some of you say, oh, it's not that easy, right? And I beg to differ, right? Um, You know, he could, there's a possibility that he could play. If he was to play, he could have further injured himself. And then on the back end of that, he does not have any long-term stability uh, contract-wise. But some of you guys are saying, you know, a contract extension, it just isn't that easy. Like I said, I I, I beg to differ. Um, we had plenty of situations and plenty of other players who were in this same situation um, with new contract looming and they have near, nearly any of the same uh, smoke and crap that's going on with this organization um, and Lamar Jackson. Um, So I think it is easy to get done. The one thing about uh, football players in the NFL, especially the quarterback position, but mainly, I mean, all the positions kind of function like this, but the markets are set by the next person, right? So, um, for example, quarterbacks, you know, Josh Allen got paid. So that set the market for the next person to get paid and then so on and so forth. Typically, you wait on one player to get paid. And as long as it's a thousand dollars more than the, that person got, you just set the new market. But with elite quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, uh, the market is set. You might not want to pay it. Right. But if he's your franchise quarterback, you have to pay it. 
you have to pay it, right? You know, your your employer might not want to give you that raise that you deserve, but they know if you're the best employee they got, if they know you're the best employee they have, they got to keep you happy, right? And that's just what it is. So they could have gotten a deal done. It's speculation that he wanted the same deal that Deshaun Watson got. He's never come out and said that. It's just flat speculation. So that we don't know. Right. But it's just become disappointing. Um, I'm disappointed in two. In this situation, two things have me really, really disappointed. And that's the fan base. Right. Who has all of a sudden turned on Lamar Jackson. You know, this is the former unanimous MVP, someone who has brought, uh, you know, joy, uh, some like brought electric, put fire under this organization, especially on the offensive side of the ball. We aren't used to having someone that electric offensively. This is a blue collar defensive football team. Right. We, we, you know, smash mouth. We're used to that back in the days when we had Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and those guys. So to have someone that's so dynamic on offense, it just, it just put a jolt in this city. Right. Um, you know, that, that 2019 year, his MVP year, like that, that's one of the best years that I can remember watching Ravens football, one of the more fun years because we was blowing cats out, not just defensively, offensively, we couldn't be stopped. And like I said, that's not what we used to hear. But yeah, man, we're burning jerseys now. I've seen that online. Uh, It's all all the slant. He not worth the money. All types of things like that is going on. Oh, you know, the backup quarterback should be playing. He's better. He could do everything Lamar can do. All of these type things, man, is happening right now, and I'm I'm disappointed in them, and I'm just disappointed in, in the organization not grabbing a hold of some of this and and uh, taking some of that pressure off of their so-called franchise quarterback, their so-called franchise player. Shout out to OTR Quan, man. I, I would always tease him about his team. He's a Washington Commanders fan. Um, and I remember back when RG3 was drafted and you couldn't tell any at that time Redskins fan about RG about RG3. He was the best thing. Best thing since sliced bread. And RG3 um, went on to play well. Um, won rookie of the year. Took the Redskins to the playoffs first time in a long time. Um, and, man, he was a god in the Washington, D.C. area. Right, DMVA. He was a god. Um, but I would always tease Quan about how, like, you know, with the Redskins and the Commanders organization, uh, everything that's supposed to be held within that locker room finds a way to get out. And they, at one time, seemed like the only organization that <laughs> was functioning like that. And I'm not naive to think that other teams didn't have problems but they found a way to keep it in house and for some reason that you know Washington they couldn't do it 
But now we're becoming that. We're becoming that fan base. We're becoming that organization. And no, no slight to my 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 good peoples who who like the commanders, man. But y'all know it was the truth. Y'all know we couldn't tell y'all nothing when y'all got RG3. We know that y'all were quick to chew him up and spit him up once spit him out once he got hurt. Right? And this is just putting me in mind of that situation. The way that we're treating Lamar Jackson. And I'll give y'all props because right now, it's not so much happening like that anymore with, with Washington. It's it's came and crept its way up ninety five. And now it's settled here in the Baltimore region. And it's just disappointing, man. It's just disappointing. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, the organization um, has shown a tendency in the past uh, to play around with contract situations, right? And they haven't gotten, like, really ugly media-wise like this one. Um, But, you know, you had some players that came away upset. And I think because they have played around in the past and it kind of worked out. I mean, it worked out in a sense where, like I said, it didn't get ugly. Things didn't leak out like what's going on now. Um, But I think it's finally bit them in the behind. Cause this one is really, really ugly, and it's dry. And, and the Ravens are front page news. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson are front page news. Um, you know, they played around with Joe Flacco's contract, right? They could have paid Joe Flacco what he asked for, but they didn't. And Joe Flacco went on to win a Super Bowl. So then they had to pay him more, make him the highest paid quarterback in the league. Right? Um, you know, ask Matt Judon how they play with uh, uh, contracts. They didn't pay Matt Judon. And Matt Judon is one of the league leaders in sacks right now. And he's come out and been vocal about how the Ravens organization don't pay their players. Ask C.J. Mosley. And... Even going back to Ray, how many of you remember when they played around with Ray's contract or his free agency and let him test the waters? Remember he flirted with playing with the Dallas Cowboys? Remember how that felt? Why would they even, you talking about the greatest player in this, in the history of this organization, why would it even be talked about of him playing with somebody else? Cause they played around with contracts and they let him come. You know, he ended up coming back, you know, CJ Mosley left, Matt Judon left Flacco. They ended up having to pay more than they wanted to. But with somebody like Ray Lewis, somebody like Lamar Jackson, we shouldn't even be in this situation. I personally feel they should have locked up Lamar last year. Right? Because we all know, Yesterday's price ain't today's price. So that is only, his price is only going up. That market that I said that sets itself is only going up. But if you'd have got a deal done with your franchise player a year ago, it would have seemed like a huge deal at the time. But in today's market, 
you would have had a steal on a unanimous MVP. And I just think it's time that we start calling the organization out and holding them accountable for their role in these situations, especially this one. This situation has gotten so ugly that we may not, Lamar might not even be here anymore. There's talks of him being traded, talks of him not even wanting to be here anymore, which is sad in itself. I know y'all remember the days of Kyle Bowler, the days of Stony Case, the days of Scott Mitchell, the days of who Chris Redman? I know y'all. I know y'all remember those days. Even though he won the Super Bowl, I know y'all remember the days of Trent Dilfer, right? Like we just haven't had a quarterback of this caliber ever, and he quite possibly could be walking out the door because I personally feel the organization didn't handle this correctly and get a hold of it when they should have. And their own arrogance thinking now oh, we can play, yeah, let him think that, you know, he can test this and test that. And they kept fanning that flame and that fire. And now it's out of control. And it's going to take a lot to get them on handling this, right? Um, the other disappointing thing in the, well, within how the organization has handled this and where I want to hold them accountable for is there's no other organization who had quarterbacks in this situation who allowed it to get ugly like this. Josh Allen got paid. No problems. The Bills recognized, hey, this guy's our franchise quarterback. We don't want him going anywhere. We're going to lock him up. Russell Wilson got paid. No problem. Now, he got paid before the Russell that we got to see during this season, right? But before the season, you know, once he got traded to Denver, we thought Denver was going to be a Super Bowl contender. We all thought he deserved that money. The point I'm making here was no, any type of smoke, any type of problem, any type of this going on, that contract negotiation. Aaron Rodgers, he got paid, no problem, $50 million a year. And Aaron Rodgers throws the Green Bay Packers under the bus every year. He holds them hostage every year. He's doing it again this year. I don't know if I'm going to come back. I don't know if I want to be here anymore. I got to take some time to think about it. You know what they did? They opened up the checkbook when he did that last year and paid him. They also, even though he threw them and put them in crazy situations like that, the organization never said anything bad about him. Oh, we're going to let Aaron take his time, man. We want him here, yada, yada. Kyler Murray got paid. Now, Kyler's situation is even more unique than some of the others. Kyler still had years left on his contract, which he felt he outplayed. So he 
got upset. The organization, you know, didn't think they wanted to get into no contract talks. But then they smartened up, and the Cardinals said, you know what? This is our franchise quarterback. And even though we don't want to start paying him yet, we got to keep him happy. And this is the market. So they gave him a new contract. You got players like Joe Barrow, who quite possibly could be going to a Super Bowl this year, or he'll be in the mix. Justin Herbert, I guarantee you, they're coming up this year, and I guarantee you it won't be any problems for those organizations paying them. None. And honestly, those are the players that the Ravens should be worrying about because they're going to set the new market for the quarterback. And whether you like it or not, Deshaun Jack, excuse me, Deshaun Watson got paid. Now Deshaun kind of took the market and, and, and sent it out of whack with his $230 million contract fully guaranteed. But that's not Lamar's fault, right? That's the team. That's the that's that's the organization that paid him. But the part the thing, my point in that is they paid him because they felt like they needed an a quarterback that can be the franchise of that team. So it just is what it is. But it's just weird that no one's upset with the shortcomings of the organization and how they handled this, how they how they are protecting Lamar. How no one's standing up for him. We had a coach, the head coach, who spent the last two weeks telling the media that uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm just coaching the guys that are here. And when you say something like that, you know, it kind of sets a tone that, hey, there's an issue. Something's going on there. So then Lamar puts out his tweet explaining exactly what's going on with him and how the organization and then the fans are calling him out saying he shouldn't have done that. Why not? Why not? The media, the fans, everybody's calling and questioning, calling him out and questioning his heart and whether he's doing this or he's quitting on his team. So he wanted to kill all that. But my problem with it is, why didn't the coach do it? The coach could have simply got on there and said, listen, Lamar is just not healthy enough to play right now. But we know when he is healthy and if he is healthy in time, he will play. He could have killed it right there. But yet he left that door open by by saying, I don't know what's going on. I don't I don't have any updates on his injury. Again, the organization, the coaching staff, not showing any loyalty to him, but yet he's supposed to show loyalty to them. So I don't know, man. We 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 have to uh watch how some of these narratives are being placed upon 
these young guys, especially young uh, African-American quarterbacks and players such as Lamar. And I say that because being from the area, he just brings a different feeling, a different light, a different aura, if you could say, to this city. Now, don't get me wrong. Ray Lewis is still entrenched in the city, but it's just different, right? You know, you'll find Lamar Jackson in places that, you know, people that's from Baltimore City don't want to go to, right? In the inner cities, in the projects, in the hoods, talking to these kids, showing these kids, you know, that he comes from the same thing. You know, showing love to black-owned businesses. He does all of that. Lamar Jackson was at what we call a, a, a cult classic. <laughs> uh, one of these places, it's, it's, it's a flea market. It's a local flea market here, right? You know, not a place that you would expect to see your star quarterback. He was there just walking around, just showing love. So it's different. You can feel it in the stadium. When you go to that stadium, you feel it. Like it's just a different energy that he's brought to this city. Um, and it's just like I said, it's just not on field. It's off the field. The things that he does. Very respectable. You know, he very respectful, I should say. Um, you know, even the way he talks to the local media here. Even though they slander in his name, he never he never gets out of pocket with him. So we got to watch and do our research on these narratives before we start buying into it. Because by all accounts, from what I've seen, the four years he's been here, stand-up guy. And by the things that he does in the community here, amazing guy. By things he does in the community where he's from, Florida, amazing guy. Don't really hear any teammates talking bad about him. None of that. But now all of a sudden he's lazy and he he's skipping uh, treatments and, um, you know, it's, it's just bad, man. The things that they're saying about this kid. And if that was the case, why we didn't hear it last year or the year before that? You know what I'm saying? It's just odd. It just seems like it's ironic that this stuff is coming out, you know, doing a contact, a contract year. So I say shame on the Ravens. I say shame on the fan base. Those, and not all of us, right? Not all of us. Um, you know, I saw somebody today say, you know, it's 30% of the fan base that turned on Lamar, but that 30% is just annoying. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that's spot on. That's spot on. So shame on them. And be careful what you ask for, because if he leaves this town, the product on the football field is not going to be great. Y'all know that. Y'all seen it. Y'all seen it when it was bad. So, um, 
That's all I got. You know, just something quick. I mean, damn, 35 minutes, man. I'm trying to be faster than that. But something that was on my mind um, that I just wanted to talk about, man. It ain't about the score. Um, it ain't about them losing, man. Um, it, it's 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 just about these false narratives, in my opinion, that's being put on. This kid. We gotta watch that, man. We gotta watch that. So anyway, look, man, it's shoot, it's almost five o'clock in the morning. So I hope you enjoyed the episode, man. I hope you bared with me. <laughs> I pushed through it for the fourth time. Um, but like I said, man, I appreciate y'all ch- tapping in. Uh follow me on social media at OTR underscore Mike on Twitter and TikTok and OTR Mike underscore on Instagram. I am also available on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms. Uh, give your boy a five-star rating on that. Help your boy get his name out there. And for those who like to watch on YouTube, if you are not subscribed, please do that. Um, like and subscribe at that. Um, and there's another thing, man. Hit me on my social medias, man. If you have a topic that you want me to talk about, um, I like that. I look forward to those, um, getting those uh, topics that you guys want to hear my opinion on. I would say good night, but I probably should say good morning. So good morning to y'all. Um, go get me a couple hours of sleep, and then I'll be right back at it. So look. Again, thanks for rocking with your boy. Until next time, I holla. Peace.